Welcome to Hellas Footy Podcast, Season 2, Episode 1. I'm your host, George. Let's get started again for another year of football. Greg, how are you? Very good, mate. Looking forward to another delayed uh, season of Greek football. How are you? <laughs> yeah, we'll touch into that <laughs> a little bit later. Anthony, how are you? Good, man. Season 2, an early podcast for me, 10.30. Oh, no. I'm excited. Yeah, you know, yeah, delayed a little bit, but... Yeah. <laughs> good stuff. Nico? I'm good. Uh, another season uh, beckoning and ready to be underwhelmed again. Hey, new things, new things up at Michael, so we never know. Um, Stephen, how are you, mate? I'm all right, George. I've got my vaccine yesterday and uh, I still don't feel as bad as when Olivia Agosto knocked out the Champions League, so we'll yeah. talk about that later. Yes, we will, unfortunately. Uh, last but not least, Michael. I'm What's good, about? man. Good. Yeah, good, man. It's been... Um... Quite an interesting year and looking forward to the new season if it ever goes ahead. Yeah, well, yeah, well, on that, um, Michael, you've got the news for that. Um, so I'll let you go. Apparently, the well, not apparently the season looks like the, looks like it's going to be delayed again. Um, Michael, every, <laughs> it'll be it's like this every year. It'll be um, postponed. It's not going to start on the 21st of August since uh, they've announced yesterday that there will be a meeting on 23rd of August. So that just shows you it's not going to go ahead of schedule. We don't know the new date now. So I'm, I'm just going to take a guess now and say it's going to start after the September international break. Yeah, you, you said that on a tweet and I, I think I agree with you on that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, Greg, TV deals or something, what can you make out of this? Well, I believe only half the clubs have a TV contract at the moment. Um, it's just unbelievable that this happens every year. And we, we spoke about it last year. Um, I don't know how no accountability, accountability sits with anyone in, in the Greek football world, um, but it's huge damage to the game. It's huge damage to the clubs in Europe. Um, and I mean, there's a domino effect, uh, especially when we've got supporters outside of Greece trying to tune into the Greek game and the, they're, they're giving news, news like this about the season being delayed. Uh, it's just terrible. And, you know, I was hoping Zagorakis will make some type of impact, but we have yet to see that. Yeah. I mean, and Nico, I'll go to you quickly for this one. I mean, you know, Zagorakis coming in, everyone had like high hopes for him, thinking that things might change. A football man, an educated man, um, knows the game, but same thing, different people. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, really. Um... What, what else is there to say? I mean, look, we, we don't know if the guy's being held back behind the scenes either. I mean, you can put anyone in there and probably get the same sort of outcomes. The, the question is, I guess, uh, if they're getting held back, what's holding them back? And why aren't they strong enough to, like, push back on, the, on that and, and even out these people that are holding them back? Yeah. 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 I think the whole, the whole I mean, I don't understand the, the nuances of television bargaining agreements and all that, but you'd like to think that the main... The, you know the 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 authority, the Greek football authorities, ZPO would would be overseeing this whole process and ensuring that it doesn't get to this stage. But you know, boom. Anyway, well, uh, it kind of put a little. Well, yeah, you'd there. want to know how it got to that. I mean, this wasn't a big, this wasn't a big issue years ago. No, it's all of a sudden, like the last few four or five years or whatever it's been. It's just all of a sudden, always. It's it's like yeah. TV. It's almost like the TV. Uh, companies or whether it's bargaining with them are holding clubs to ransom and saying take it or leave it and if you don't take it well then we're going to control the game which 
yeah, I, I don't know. There's more to it, I guess, but they're not. No one's sharing anything. And typical Greek football, they leave everything for the last minute to to let us all down again. Uh, and on that note, yeah, well, this show was supposed to be the preview of the upcoming season that was supposed to start this weekend. We'll still continue on with that. Um, but what we're going to do is we're going to break it up in two. So next week's show, we're going to do a deep, you know, like a go deep into the um, transfers of all the clubs and um, and look at who's successful and all that. So we'll save that for next week's episode. We'll touch on it a little bit this in this episode. But, um, yeah, unfortunately, circumstances mean that we don't have much to talk about. <laughs> it looks like for the next couple of weeks anyway. Um, first things first, Greeks. Greek clubs in Europe, another display of mediocre football and letting down fans. I'll go to Greg here with AEC. Um, how do you want to summarise uh, or sum up what we've seen the last few weeks? With your uh, I think the word flat, um, just uh, so disappointing and so... Uh, disheartening to go out in the first round. I mean, this hasn't happened for many, many years. Um, it's just unbelievable. You know, Velez Mostaf from Bosnia. Um, oh, you know, interesting enough, though, if the, if good old UEFA stuck to the traditional rules of away goals, it would have gone through. Um, but that wasn't the case. Um, we were completely outplayed in Bosnia. They just had so much more passion than us. So we were passengers there and rightfully lost 2-1. We had a, a lot of chances in Greece with um, especially uh, Sergio Araujo, the, the prominent son returns. Um, but uh, their goalkeeper, of course, chose that, this game to have the game of his life. Um, and we only got the, the one nil win and then lost on penalties. Um, it, was, uh, it was heartbreaking. You know, you play all season for that. And uh, to go out in the first round, <laughs> not only that, on top of that, this is the conference league. So we've dropped down to the conference league as a as a as a league, and uh, we've had two clubs uh, knocked out in round one, including Ajax. Um, it's also given me some, you know, in the second game we played a fair few of our new transfers in the f- first time they all played together in that game. Uh, so I don't know if that was the smartest thing to do, um, but at the same at the same time we did have our chances and we couldn't bury them. Um, so it was just devastating. And on the, I guess the one small positive for us is we get to concentrate on the domestic game. Um, but you know, can't hide the fact it's just it's a devastating and embarrassing elimination. It is, yes, it is. I mean, even with the away goal rules, it doesn't really matter. You should never have gone to that, to be honest. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and yeah, yeah. It's hard to really take much more out of that. I mean, you've nailed everything on the head. How do you move up forward from this? Well, you know, you live and learn from the decisions that the club made and. Deal with them uh, from there. And we'll go to Steve. Olympiacos. We've looked patchy all pre-season and we finally met our UCL fate. Yeah, I think... Again, like Greg and Ike, we would have gone through if the away goal rule had stood. Um, But then that also doesn't excuse the fact that we were poor. Um, throughout spells of both legs against Ludogorets. Um, and after losing on penalties, it, before which we didn't look like we were going to win on penalties anyway, the, pe- like the moment the penalty shootout was confirmed after 100, 120 minutes, the team just, their heads dropped and they looked more up for it than us. So 
you know, fair play to Ludogorets. They they deserved it overall in the tie, but you know, it's it's not excusable for Olympiagos with the quality in that team, even if it's not a finished team yet in terms of bringing in transfers for us to lose to Ludogorets and obviously yeah, uh, Cypriot striker Bieros Otirio comes back to haunt us. He's not my boy anymore. It's a shame. He's, he, he can play for Cyprus, but I don't like it when he plays against Olympiagos because he always seems to score, no matter who he plays for. Um, and yeah, we, we're in the Europa League now, which is a, it's a bit of a sweet thing because while it doesn't bring the money that um, it, getting to the group stage of the Champions League would bring us, it brings us the possibility of maybe going uh, on a bit of a run if we can get past uh, Slo- Slovan Bratislava in the playoffs. So... It could be an interesting yeah. European campaign and hopefully it doesn't disappoint because so far uh, it has. Yeah, well, UCL, we've seen, is probably a little bit above Greek football club's level, um, but the money is still, you know, wanted big time. Uh, owner Marinakis went down to the training ground and told everyone in no uncertain terms that failure was unacceptable. Um and there's been a lot of rumours with regards to players being shipped off. Um, and the reality is, like you said in the, in the statement there, that the team was built with financially uh, to have that UCL fund. So without that money, it's, it's clear as day that, you know, wages and players are going to be cut out from that squad, um, regardless of what European competition we're going to, uh, Olympiacos are going to be playing in anyway. So... Interesting time ahead for that club as well. Uh, Michael, um, Falk and Aris, how do you see their campaigns? Uh, We'll start start off with Aris, yeah. yeah. Aris is the most uh, disappointing one, to say the least, because I expected something out of them. You know, given the squad that they've built and what Karabitis is doing this summer, you expect them to get past Astana from Kazakhstan, but unfortunately some coaching decisions just um, led them to be knocked out. Manjus probably still doesn't know how to use his full backs, still uses a right back at left back, which still, I've called this last season, with Sakic, that that some full backs are not suited to all uh, full back positions. They can't play left or right. Mm. And... Um, they lost first leg like, 2-0, which was disappointing. We expected a win there, but Astana in the, in recent years have been proven to be quite a competitor in Europe. So, should it be a surprising loss, but you would expect artists to put up a challenge, but at least they did in the second leg, and which was um, heartbreaking to say the least since um, that a last-minute a last minute goal in extra time just... Uh, a dagger in the dagger in the heart. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, just um, also it was very costly for Aris with that red card from Mateo Garcia. Which, had he not been red carded, I think Aris would have gotten a goal in in extra time and progressed. Yeah, they were um, yeah, deep in extra time they conceded, and uh, that was their fate there yeah. for the season. It, disappointing way for them as well. Um, a few people that have mentioned, you know. Three years into their life back in the top league, it's it's not you know it's not bad for them, but they should be seizing on these opportunities definitely to be uh, 
been able to at least continue on in their journey to be playing European football and not be getting bombed out in the last in the in the manner that they did there. Um, yeah. Uh, Anthony, actually, we'll go to you for Paul because uh, you've got some family uh, that support the club now. What are you thinking with their season and and how their their European campaign? I mean, they almost went out to a part-time team. And, yeah, uh, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I actually thought that Pauk was going to get knocked out after the first leg. Um, but luckily for Greek football's sake, they didn't um, <clears throat> They didn't get knocked out. Um, overall, the, my only concern really with Pauk is that the squad is really old and they're being linked with older players. Um, Javinko has been the, the biggest name. Um, I don't want to get too into detail with that yet, but it just seems like they're getting older. They got Luchescu in. It's Pauk is just a really weird team because they had something good going with Garcia. Um, and then they just ended up kicking him out for Luchescu and just causing a whole bunch of turmoil. Um, but I mean, they got past the, uh, the team from Ireland and, um, yeah, looking positive, at least somewhat. Well, they got the result. I wouldn't say they're looking positive, but they got the result. Yeah. So they've <laughs> so, they sold their uh, young gun as well. So he won't be there. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Look, as an overall summation, I don't think anyone's happy with the way Greek clubs have played in Europe so far. Um, and let's hope that, uh, you know, something changes there quickly and at least uh, Olympiakos and Balk end up playing um, European football this year. Well, Olympiacos guaranteed in ACOM, but yeah, so I think everyone knows what I mean. Um, all right, season delayed, but we'll still talk about it. Um, we've got the new Super League campaign coming up. We've got our new teams that have come in as well. I'll run through the clubs. Olympiacos, Panathinaikos, Pauk, Aek, Ofi, Atromitos, Aris, Pasianina, Apollon, Svedni, Lamia, uh, Volos, Anatolikos, Asteras, Tripolis, and Ionikos are the clubs in the top league. Um, we'll start with we'll start with Nico here. Um, your boys, Panathinaikos, wholesale, wholesale changes again. How do you think you guys are going to sh- show up this season? Hard to say. Uh, you look at how the how the sides that have qualified for Europe how they performed and how awful they've been and. As bad as they've been, I still don't think we're going to get near them. That's <laughs> that's the worrying part. I, I'm really worried. Like we get, yeah, we're going to struggle to even. I think we'll probably have enough in us to finish in the top six, but might even, yeah, it's going to be a struggle. Do you think you'll improve from last season? I think we'll be around the same. Yeah. In fifth. Okay. In terms of points, we might, but ladder position, I, I can't see any improvement. So, Anthony, you your club has a new coach. Now, part of apparently his deal was he has full control of squad and transfers. Um, have you seen that? Yeah, um, at least from the reports that I've read, um, there's been names linked here and there. Seems to be, you know, true, but the coach puts his insight in, and in the end, he he, if he doesn't like somebody, he doesn't go after them. Um, overall, I agree with Nick. Um, I, I think Panathinek was going to finish fifth this year. Um, and it's just the, the squad. I think Jovanovic has them playing good. 
Um, you know, from everything I've seen from the friendlies, they've been playing a lot more attacking. It's been a lot more attractive. Uh, they just lack the finishing product and the, and especially defensively, I feel like the team is really weak and it needs to be upgraded for sure. But what, are we going to see that? I mean, I'm not sure with such a shoestring budget. <laughs> I don't I even think, know. Yeah. I think we're going to have to shed a few players before we can bring anyone else in. That's, that's what I'm thinking yeah. because he, when he came in, he said the squad's quite bloated at the moment. It's 40 odd players. Now, some have left, but you know, three signings so far, one of which is a defender or a centre-back, I should say. But, yeah, look, it worries. Look, normally, I wouldn't really care about the friendly results, but we're yet to win a, a single friendly. And it's not like we've only played it one or two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you um, – what's, what's the key position that you guys need to aim up on or find the player in? Half the, half the pass, <laughs> half the position, honestly. Yeah. Well, we could do yeah. with another centre-back, although he's signed one, so I can't see that happening. Maybe a backup goalkeeper, but we've got younger players coming through. Well, I, I did I'd love read... a good striker. Uh, yeah. I did read that there was a backup, that he wanted a backup goalkeeper today, actually. So, um, yeah, it, 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 it's an interesting side, your team. Um, new coach, he's got his, you know... He's doing things his way. From I watched that little trial game. Then you guys looked okay against um, uh, who was it? Uh, AC, AC Milan. AC yeah, Milan. AC Milan. Yeah, AC Milan. So um, you guys looked okay moving the ball around. So it'll be interesting how the season shapes up for you guys. Um, common denominator, obviously, the owner um, and how he, if he releases the purse strings, it's all good to give um, the coach the uh, keys to the team, but. If you are giving him peanuts to work with, then yeah, that's the issue there. So, although there was news that you guys had a TV deal, a quite uh, large one in place, is that correct, Anthony or Nico? Yeah, we had a deal um, with uh, Cosmo TV. Yeah, and yeah. Eight, eight million a season or eight million for two? Uh, I don't know the exact numbers. Does Nick know? No, no. Well, it's a two-year deal. I don't know if it was overall no. for the season. Nine million, nine million per season. For, okay, for the two-year contract. Two that was eighteen. Yeah. Okay, overall. Okay, so hopefully, uh, the co- the uh, ownership team or the owner releases a substantial amount of that funds for the team. Oh, Would be good for I you hope. guys. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll move on. Um, Greg Aik. How's the uh, shape? How's the season shape we up for you guys? Are looking the way, the same way we have looked the last three seasons. Um, uh, new coach, um, some signs of promise, some signs of concern. A lot of new players coming in, um, including Araujo and Vranjes, centre back, who were part of our 2018 championship winning team. Um, we had some good and bad results in our friendlies. Um, since our European loss, though, we, we've had, you know, two, a two-nil win over Apollon and a one-nil win over Lamia. Um, at the moment, I'm a little bit concerned about the formation that um, we're using, that Milogovic, our new coach, is using. You said, you know, George, after European loss, you'd, you'd learn from the mistakes we made. We've been playing a, a four-two-three-one formation uh, on pretty much every game, and he's been playing basically with four Four attacking-minded players with um, ordinary left, you know, nothing special at right back and left back. So um, that's that's a concern for me at the moment. Um, 
and uh, we've just been real. There's been times in our games where we look really good, and there's other times where we're looking quite flat. So um, I'm expecting from Aik a very similar season to what we've seen the last few seasons, and um, kind of hoping Olympiacos and Pauk, uh, <laughs> if anything, uh, aren't at the level that they were last year. And um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I think it's pretty open between Aik, Aris, and Panathinaikos in that group there. I mean, we're still yet to see much from Pauk as well. So, um, but in regards to Aik, look, if some of these new guys can come in and be, you know, a treasure in, uh, in a find, this, you know, I think Tavellas is going to help us out in defence. Him and Vranjas should be a pretty decent combination. And we've got a couple of guys we've brought in on the midfield, um, uh, Letalek and uh, um, uh, Amraf, Amradad, who's just come in. Yep. Um, the Moroccan, yep. So I'm hoping these guys make a, a quite a big impact combined with Garcia and uh, Albanis, who I'm expecting a big season from. Um, so there's plenty of competition in the squad um, with some unknowns. So I'm hoping that is the X factor that kind of gets us to be a much more consistent team and we have a good start to the championship and, you know, the, the, the new coaches and under pressure by December, which has been the story for us for since we've won the championship. So hoping, for, hoping we click. Hoping there's a bit of a, a change, slight change information, get a bit more attacking uh, out there, and uh, we've got some serious goals and, and give the championship a bit of a, a, a push. What are you thinking? You, go, you guys are going to finish? The, what, what I'm seeing at the moment, I'm really I'm putting us between third and fifth. To be honest, um, I think I'm 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 seeing pretty much the same stuff I've seen every season the last three years. So uh, I'm going to go third. Third. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, you've, you guys, similar to the path, of course, new coaching, seem, seemingly has been given the keys to the team. Um, ownership, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the owner's always given money, but he's just been very frugal on how he spends it. Like, he's never, I don't think he's ever said no to you guys, but it's always how, how, it's, how much you want to give, so. Yeah, yeah, so... so if we have a, a, a big improvement in our wing backs, uh, that's going to be a big help for us. We've got a couple of new players there, so I'm hoping that that's another factor that's going to push us to new heights. Yep. All right. Well, we'll see how we go there. Um, Stephen, Olympiacos, the champions. Can we do it again? I mean, with Olympiacos, there's always the possibility that that's the case. You know, retaining the title is not the easiest thing in the world as we've seen in the last few years, but we, we've done it twice in a row now. Um, we have a strong squad. There are still players to be signed and players to depart. Um, I think, yeah, I think, I think we can do it. Europa League is, is tough if we get there because Thursday nights and then playing Saturday or Sunday is going to be tough. Um, but yeah, I, I think we have a, we have a strong enough squad to, to push for the championship again. And, and look, anything you know, it is like with Olympiagos and Marinakis. Anything that isn't the championship is a, is is a poor season. Yeah. So we can't afford to finish lower than first. Yeah, Greg. I just wanted to ask the Olympiagos guys something. Do you guys actually pre-season? Do you, are you guys fearing any team at the moment for to challenge for the championship? No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I fear for <laughs> our Euro- reality. I, I fear for our European campaign. Because we've seen wiping the Greek league means nothing. Um, you know, we can't when we can't even compete with teams that we should be 
wiping off the park. So, and I'm concerned that if we fail in Europe, Marinakis is going to pull apart this squad. But I still think the squad is good enough to win the league. What what I would say, Greg, yeah. is I will always say we can win it. I'm never, for me, I, unlike a lot of people that I've seen on social media, I will never take the league as a guarantee because... Oh, never. Like, the, the, I, for me, I'm like, I'll never say, oh yeah, we've won it already. We've done this, blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I'm not one Absolutely. of those people. Like, until it's mathematically confirmed, I'm not like 100%, oh yeah, we've won it now. But looking at the competition that we've got, I think there are teams that I could fear in individual games, but over the course of the whole season, it's whether any of the other teams that are going to be challenging us have the consistency to remain, you know, behind us for the whole season and maybe overtake us. And if we slip up. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm interested. I'm interested to see how people, how, how other teams challenge us this season. I'll put the question to you, Greg. What do you think? Uh, unless I think um, with what we've seen in Europe and some of the Olympiacos preseason games, that's there crazy. is a chance, I think there's a small chance that Olympiacos could possibly get off to a, a rough start um, and, so, and maybe um, Aek, Bauk, Arias and Parthenikos, one of those teams gets off to a flyer um, and that would make things quite interesting. So I'm, I'm kind of keen to see um, Olympiacos' next few, well, we'll see what happens. Season will be delayed, so there'll be more friendlies. Um, but I just want to see if that disturbs Olympiacos's um, progress or, or it might even help you guys in a way. But, um, you know, after what we saw in Europe, without Fortunis, you know, do we see a bit of a lag there? And maybe there's a mathematical challenge there at the start that's going to uh, turn things on its head and make things quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a thing. And we're, we're linked to uh, a player, um, Ronnie Lopez, so... You know, he could be possibly the one that replaces Fortunis uh, until he's due back after Christmas or so. Uh, Stephen, what do you think will finish this year? Well, um, well go on. What did you I, want to say beforehand? Sorry. Well, uh, just on Ronnie Lopez, he's one of those players that really could either go far or just completely not turn up. Because we've seen players like this. Same with Henry on Yukuru as well. Both players are ones that have the talent to obviously shine in the Greek Super League, but also improve us in Europe as well. But they could so easily just down tools for for Greece and play six games in Europe like we've seen before, you know. Um, and that could be our downfall. It could just be individuals in the squad that will either boom or not. And if they don't boom, then it's it's a big problem. And, yep. and like you said, with the loss of Kostas Fortunis again to another ACL injury, it's... It's about where we're going to get that creativity from, and I hope that it's from it's from Lopez, if if he can deliver. Um, with regards to where I think or hope that Olympiacos finish, uh, I think well, I think slash hope we finish first. Champions, okay. Yes. <laughs> All right, that's where I'm predicting Olympiacos will finish as well. Michael, um, I want to go to you for bulk. Um, yeah. I know your boys uh, got relegated, so. Yeah. We'll, we'll leave that for another episode. Um, but how do you see Falk going this year after they sold their uh, gun, their young gun as well? Oh, it'll be very interesting. They've shown good signs in preseason, but will it be enough to translate that to the to the championship? Um, losing Tsoulis for thirteen and a half million, but the original fee is eleven million euros plus a bonus. So 
Um, that's if Norwich stays up, they'll get the full fee of 13.5 million. So we expect it higher, but you know, that's typical bulk, you know, with it with regards to their transfers. But um, that could be another topic for that could be a topic for another day, I, I should say. But in regards to the squad that they have, it's still to the, the same old players that we've seen from their invincible season uh, just four seasons ago. Um, they're getting on, and they're not they're not they're not um, getting any better. Such as Verinha, Crespo, Varela, El Kaduri, Bizesvar. Bizesvar still has. Um, Still has that technical ability, still a very quality player, but at 34, will he uh, produce this season under Luchescu, who, you know, who was that main um, main catalyst in that uh, invincible season? Under Garcia, didn't get any um, game time, so he was loaned out to Apollo uh, Limassol in Cyprus. Uh, in Cyprus, uh, interesting, uh, interesting season ahead. I'm just not sure. If this squad is up to a title challenge, well, the coach came in. The new, I mean, the coach is you know he won the league with them, um, but he, he he's upset a few fans with just a few things that he said as he signed up, saying that he wanted to go to Italy. Um, so he hasn't put it put that foot forward there. Um, they're an interesting team, yeah. It's interesting now what they're going to do with the money that they receive from Solis and how they're going to invest it. Um, even though we faded at the end of last season, he was still one of their better players throughout the year. So, yeah, the reason he faded is because not only was he, um, you know, being uh, playing every ninety minutes, it's because of um, the missing connection with Janulis, who went off to the same team, Norwich. Yeah. So, yeah, that also played a factor into his um, uh, performances into the second half of last season. So. Again, it's an interesting season. Um, I'm just not sure how this squad will click. And we'll see what happens with that um, Swedish winger from Krasnodar that's linked with Balk, who whose contract is up at the end of the end of the season. So if Balk managed to pick up uh, that Swedish player, Victor Clayson, that's his name, he's got 50 caps for Sweden, and he's 29. So if, if Balk managed to recruit him, that would be... Fantastic, um, high quality signing, and those are the type of players that all the big clubs, if not all the clubs in Greece, should be aiming for those kind of players. But I'm not saying like someone like Victor yeah. Clayson, but go for someone with who has experience, such yeah. as Clayson. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Now we were going to touch on all the other clubs, um, but because the season has been delayed. Next week's episode is the one that we're going to dive into every single club and how they've gone. Um, so we'll just leave it for the top, for the big four for today's episode. But please, next week, we will jump on and we'll go through every single club in the top division here. Um, before, the, before, as we move on, um, as I said, next week, we'll talk about the Super League and we'll go in depth. Michael, Super League 2, um, new format. Uh, two divisions or two broken up into two conferences, but teams are bombing out left, right, and center. What's the uh, latest there, mate? Uh, it's the same every year. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same every year. There's teams not being uh, granted a Super League 2 license. So 
I've lost count how many teams have lost um, licenses, and um, it's hard to keep up with the second division. Well, yeah. the the good thing is, there's no football league, which that was the third division, yes. so that's been scrapped. So the Gama Ethniki has been reverted back to as the third division, which is good to see. But another thing I want to see is um, the Super League two name being scrapped for the Vita Ethniki. So we've, we've so said this we've many said times. This, yeah, many times. And we, um, we also talked about it um, on um, last season's uh, episode yeah. on our podcast. Um, it would be good but to see if we can revert just, back to that. But this just, format, this format this season with 36 teams. And yeah, two, that's what I was going to say. Do you want yeah. to explain, explain the format? As so, it currently stands. <laughs> so, as it currently stands, it's it's 36 teams being divided into two groups, north and south. So, it'll be clubs from the north being in one group, and then other clubs in the south in another group. So, 18 teams each. Mm-hmm. Um, we update. So, that's typical. Yep. Yeah. So, and then they meet up for a playoffs and then they determine who gets promoted and who gets relegated. Um, Pretty much, yeah. Um, latest news uh, for the Big Bunny Onios fans, uh, their club was um, invited into the Super League 2 and they've accepted it. Uh, yep. So they got their finances back on track. So that's a good thing to see there. Just, Steve. Touching, on, just touching on that, yep. George. Uh, Epo not only invited Banyonios, there was they've also invited three other clubs from the third division who missed out on promotion. Okay. So, yeah. Who were they? Um, one of them is Zakintho, and the other two are Ahiron, Ahiron okay. something, and yeah. yeah. So I'm not going to name no, the clubs. No, I've no, never no. Heard okay. Of them. Yep, yeah, never. Yeah, I'm the same. There. <laughs> um, Steve, what did you want to say, mate? No, I was just going to quickly say I'm really pleased with Banyanios and I hope that they push for promotion this season, whether that's possible or not, because they're a historical club and it'd be great to have them back in the first tier. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And don't forget, guys, um, Iraklis are back in there, so yep, they're back that's, in there. Yeah. That's nice, good. yeah, I forgot about uh, yeah, that. The old clubs are finding their way back up. The- Look, we'll leave it for now, this episode. Next week's episode, we're going to go deep into all the clubs. Um and we'll see what we come out with and we'll, we'll have a bit more of an understanding. We'll do our predictions and then we'll see um, how the season goes for there for everyone. Gentlemen, season's back. Good speaking to you. And we'll uh, do it all again next week. All right. See you later.